0: You know, in a lot of ways, I think we're a little bit late. Sir, Merry Christmas. Thanks for the talk. Thank you. We don't want to scare the dickens out of people. Merry Christmas, Miss Cooley. The
1: dickens out of people. Nobody gets me.
0: Grace, who is that guy? Elliot, Louder Milk. Okay. Call
1: security, have them change his locks, clean out his desk, and toss him out of the building.
0: Oh, he's fired? But it's Christmas. Thank you.
1: Call accounting. Stop his bonus. Ooh, a clear shot at his back.
0: Elliot milk. code
1: nine. Grace, what in the hell is this?
0: Well, that's a painting one of my kids did. There's Santa Claus, and there's Mrs. Claus.
1: Honey, how many fingers does Mrs. Santa Claus have here?
0: 11. 11. Right, it's crap. Lose it. I don't want it on the wall.
1: so what's the problem in which we rewatch watch movies for our youth to determine if we're
0: problematic by today's standards. I'm Jimmy and I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Scrooge which was released in the U.S. on November 23rd 1988, in the U.K. on November 25th 1988 and in Ireland on December 23rd 1988. It was written by Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donoghue and was directed by Richard Donner. It stars Bill Murray, Karen Allen, John Forsyth, uh, Forsyth, <laughs> John Glover, <laughs> Alfred Woodard, Bobcat Goldthwait, David Johansen, Carol Kane, and Robert Mitchum. That was a lot of names.
1: That's a lot of names. Yeah, I, I didn't really want to leave anyone out because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people in this movie. So what's going to happen is this year and I thought three problems this movie has for each, and the positive we're going to have a little chat about it. And the synopsis is thus: A cynically selfish TV executive is haunted by free spirits from the past, present, and future. With the help of the ghosts, he realises that he must reform himself. Spoilers. In this modern retelling of A Christmas Carol. So,
0: Jen, what is your history with Scrooge? I watched it at some point when I was younger, and maybe again as an adult, but that's it. I remember no specifics about ever having watched it, I just know I've seen it. Fair enough. And I had it on VHS.
1: Yeah. I watched it in VHS when it first came out, uh, and I saw it in the cinema, disappointingly, uh, because... I would have loved to have seen this in the cinema. Uh, but I didn't really start buying my own videotapes until, like, my teens later on. So uh, I watched this on TV viewings when it was on. So the very first time it was shown on TV in the UK was uh, Christmas Eve, 1981, but it was at 3.40pm. And I remember watching that version. That it was cut, obviously, mm-hmm. but the swearing and stuff was cut out of it, and I was like, eh. I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> Cause I was at a friend's house so I didn't record it. Um and then the next time it was on, it was uh two years later on December twentieth at nine thirty PM and I watched that. I recorded that. <laughs> so then I had it on tape and I watched it like every now and then. Then I bought the VHS and I don't own it in Blu-ray because it's streaming as you can see in the T V behind me. Mm-hmm. It's streaming. You're right. So, my sister watched this. My I used to get my sister to watch movies when she was younger. Her favourite Christmas movie is Muppet Christmas Carol, right? And I thought, right, well, this is another version of Christmas Carol. I'll get her to watch it. And um she doesn't like this movie because she thinks it's boring. <laughs> and back
0: then, I was like, how dare you? But now I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I I remember. I see it. One thing I do remember is when I first saw it, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. I think I probably enjoyed it more this time than I have in the past.
1: Yeah. I still have a fondness for this movie. I really like this movie. But one of my problems is to do with me liking it.
0: <laughs> one of my problems has to do with the fact that... So there's this woman at my bar that hates me. Right. We won't get into it, but it's for stupid made-up reasons.
1: Right. You, you spoke about it before, yeah.
0: She's really mean. No one likes her. But everyone still talks to her because she's there all the time. Like, literally all the time. Mm -hmm. And she's just a bad person. And while I was watching the movie, I just kept thinking, I really hope she gets visited by three ghosts. And I know she won't. (laughs) And that's a problem (laughs) for me. Right. Fair enough. First time I think... I think it's the first time I've known someone where I hoped they would get visited by the three ghosts. There's plenty of people I don't know, like Jeff Bezos or whatever. But
1: I've known them many people i would like to see get visited by free ghosts or a chainsaw wielding maniac but we won't get into that <laughs> so let's just get into um problems. and my first problem is this movie's kind of dated yes having people like lee majors and mary lou retton the solid golf dancers john houseman all playing themselves uh, and I only really knew who Lee Majors was when I first watched it back then, because I did watch Six Million Dollar Man, Man when I was a kid. But all those people now is just like kind of who? What? Mm-hmm. I I don't know who that is. And like the the father loves Beaver gag, yeah, which is a funny gag, but it's it's based on something that even back in the eighties was dated, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had never seen Lee with the Beaver. So I I didn't get that gag back then. Obviously, I, I mean, how old would I have been when I saw that?
0: 89, I would have been, ah, 12. So I don't. I wouldn't have got the Beaver gag. I mean, I well, I wouldn't have gotten the sexual part of the Beaver gag, but I had heard of Leave it to Beaver, so I would have gotten that part of it. Well, I got none of it, so I had no idea what it was
1: the first time I saw it.
0: Yeah, so I just think it's just kind of dated with
1: a lot of the references and a lot of the, the guest stars. Although I really would have watched... Absolutely 100% would have watched The Night the Reindeer Died. Hmm. I would have watched that as a kid. Absolutely. (laughs) Santa versus terrorists?
0: Yep. I would have watched that. I would not. (laughs) So what's your first problem? Okay, and this isn't, this is one of those problems where it's like, I understand why it exists, it's not, like, a criticism of the movie itself. Completely, anyway. Mm -hmm. But I have trouble watching movies where people are going crazy and seeing things that others don't. And I get it, like, obviously you would be acting crazy. I think it gets to the point where it's like, there's a certain point where, well, okay, this is unfair, because if it happened in real life, yeah, I guess you'd be freaked out the whole time. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. towards the end of it, you would understand what was happening, and that, No one could see them. And maybe you'd try to be a little more chill. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard for me to watch them, like, continually freak out and make a fool out of themselves in front of people. When, like, at a certain point, they know what's going on. They know what's happening. Right, so when do you think that stops then? Because
1: he only really stops doing it once the, the first ghost appears. Because he goes nuts when he sees his boss. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe that that's happening, but then, like when he goes to the um the restaurant and he sees a guy on fire, which is an amazing stunt, by the way. This man just been setting fire and mm-hmm. running about the place, and he sees the eyeball for some reason in the uh, in his drink. Straight, it's like right after that, so it's not really
0: too too much. He freaks out that when he thinks he sees the ghost of uh Christmas Future on the elevator. Because he knows that's next. I guess I guess you're right. I probably made that note during the first one. It's just, it's awkward. Like, it's just, it's um, It's kind of like the thing where, like, people like my husband can't watch things where that are too cringy. Like, I think mm-hmm. for me, it's when they're seeing things that other people aren't. And they look crazy when they're not crazy. You know what I mean? That's just hard for me to watch but a lot of it is like that
1: that does happen in the restaurant but then later after he sees the first ghost he's talking and he's gone crazy and he's like on the set and everything and he's disturbing everybody mm-hmm. um he hasn't seen anything then but he is reacting to what he has just seen
0: which you would do, <laughs> you would freak out if you had just been back to the past. You're right, and I take back part of what I said because I wrote that note. I realize now I wrote that note really early. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Um, but I just—it's just hard for me to watch. I think it's one of the reasons why it's—and it didn't used to be. But like, I think it's one no. of the reasons why it's hard for me to watch like liar liar mm. now because it's just like it's—it's it's not my kind of humor to watch someone look insane around other people when clearly some sort of magical thing is happening to them.
1: Yeah, but the thing here is that he knows it's happening to him, though he mm. does eventually, and that but yeah. he has like sort of thrown back at the real world, and he's still insane for what he's just seen. I don't understand what the whole man in fire part is. Yeah, I and didn't...
0: that's also
1: a, that's that's also a dated joke with Richard Pryor. Yeah, or the eyeball. I don't understand why that's there. Yeah, those didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, it's like the ghosts are fucking with him, but why? All I could
0: think was to get him out of the restaurant, but it just... Maybe! I think the real purpose of it, of it is to have a funny scene where we see him going crazy in front of his boss mm-hmm. and the new guy. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is a good enough reason for that. We need some sort of explanation about why these things are happening.
1: Yeah, why he sees that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Why he sees the eyeball. Why he sees the man on fire. Which, again, is an amazing stunt. Um... But yeah, the Richard Pryor joke, I didn't know that. I didn't get it at the time. But, I I mean, I know of it now. Mm -hmm. But, like, back then, I didn't know that, you know, that he set himself on fire when he was doing drugs or whatever. Yeah, I
0: didn't know about it until after I watched this today and was reading trivia. All right, okay. (laughs) Well, I knew
1: about it years ago. but So, my second problem is you can see her nipples. No, you can't. You can see the top of her areolas. Mm-hmm. You can't see her actual nipples. You can only see the part, the part of the circle part, mm-hmm. which is the areola. You cannot see her nipples, so that's factually incorrect statement. Yeah, <laughs> but I think
0: I think most people just refer to the entire area as nipples. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it's in in the same sense of like the way people use the word literally. Um, but it, they're using it wrong. It's it's one of those yeah. things that is just kind of mostly accepted. Okay. Okay, I'll change my second problem then. And my second
1: problem is now, they refer to A Christmas Carol, the classic Charles Dickens book, A Christmas Carol, Mm -hmm. as Scrooge, the entire fucking runtime of this movie. Mm -hmm. Everybody calls the book Scrooge. And it's not called Scrooge. I know,
0: it drives me crazy. It's
1: called A Christmas Fucking Carol. So there, Merry Christmas. (laughs) I've changed my second problem now. That's my second problem. But yeah, that's... That's aerial as though. But we're on the, the, the first headphones. problem. Yeah. But i under- no. I've said my first problem. Oh. That was the dated part. We oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's your second okay. problem. Okay. Um <laughs> We're gonna jump to the end. Um He was gonna give Elliot his job back, even though the guy came in and was trying to kill him with a gun. Yeah. And uh Look, I know he did this guy wrong, but what I think is more wrong than firing somebody on Christmas, at Christmas, is somebody trying to kill you with a gun. I know. I th- yeah, it's weird. It's upsetting. I mean, I think he just understands
1: that it's his fault that he drove Elliot to that.
0: Yeah, but not everyone would, would go to that length
1: of uh No, not everyone would try and kill him. No, that's it's insane. They could have done something different to that. I I mean Elliot is clearly insane. He's still insane when he's in the the um the audio booth yeah. thing, whatever you call it, the
0: control room. The um,
1: control room. Thank you. He's still insane. Then I wouldn't give him his job back. I would tell him to fuck off. Hmm. Yeah. So my well, Jesus, we're going through these quick. I okay, know. <laughs> my third problem is the clear stuff. Clear stuff just doesn't work for me mm. this time around This is where my sister thought it was boring was like the flashbacks to the past and all the stuff with Claire and him, I just think that's that's dull. And I don't really like the whole Claire and the present stuff either, really. And it's not the fault of Karen because I love Karen Allen. I just don't think the character's are that interesting. Or her and Frank are interesting together. Mm-hmm. I used to love this entire movie, but now watching it as an adult, we could do without a lot of these flashbacks, like a lot of the like all the Kama Sutra stuff and all that, we don't need all that stuff. Um, we just need to see them meet and then see them split up. We don't really need to see anything else.
0: Well if I remember correctly, um Bill Murray was the one that wanted to to put more of the love story in. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because I was reading about you know the things he hates about this movie and I agree with some of it like the Richard daughter made him go just like a little too big with it yeah big and loud and I I totally get that but mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't right about everything I don't think um, and I think there would have been a way to flesh out that storyline and just have it be better but it just doesn't work as well as it should maybe but
1: another problem I have with is like the stuff with Herman, we just see him once, mm-hmm. then he's dead in the next scene, and we're supposed to give a shit. Yeah, I was
0: like, who the fuck is that? Like, I had to be reminded. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: Good. Exactly. Because he was in one scene mm-hmm. where they all, for some reason, think he's Richard Burton, which makes no sense. Three people think he's Richard Burton, not just one person. Three people think he's Richard Burton. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, Anne Ramsey. We've seen Anne Ramsey before. She was Ava, uh, the the old homeless woman, she was uh, Mama Fratelli and, um The Goonies. Oh, okay. What is your third problem?
0: Okay, and this is something I've seen in other movies and TV shows and stuff that drives me crazy. Like, at the end, he gives this big old speech that shows he's changed, which, like, mm-hmm. would be... Yeah, it's going to mean something to the people that know him, not to anybody else. And it's hard to imagine that he wouldn't... Um, still get fired like it's you know it's kind of implied that he gets to keep his job like the boss gets into what he's Mm. saying but it's like no he just ruined their entire production and had what seemed to be a meltdown and i don't like the idea that i'm supposed to believe that he gets to keep his job and i also hate the idea that like they're not going to be pissing off a ton of viewers who are like what the hell just happened well the
1: show was almost finished anyway so you know it was near the end how many people switched off at that moment There'll be some people who watch it think it's like car crash television yeah. and something bad's going to happen because this guy's going crazy. Um, and there'll be some people who think it's part of the show because some people are stupid. But then there's um, there will be a number of people who switch off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is a bit weird that he, he gets to keep his job after that.
0: Yeah, that just wouldn't happen.
1: You should still fire him, but then he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. As long as Bryce doesn't get the job, it's all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, I did not recognize John Glover because usually, like, he has a beard. Yeah, that was I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle his 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 uh, clean bare face. He only really had a he only really has a beard like later on,
1: like in the the eighties and early nineties stuff. He was clean shaven. I, I I know him as clean shaven and stuff. I've watched like Gremlins too, but then later on, like with Smallville i saw him bearded and it was like "Yo, there you go now he's bearded and everything well and when i think about him
0: it is you know more smallville era and stuff like when yeah. i see him i think there's the guy from smallville mm-hmm. so uh lionel luther yeah i think of him as the guy from
1: scrooge or
0: gremlins too i've never seen gremlins too hmm, great um so yeah
1: I, I agree with you i agree with you he should he should have still got fired. I think it would have been better though if he still got fired and then he was just like, yeah, fine, fair enough. Or okay. maybe it would have got been better if he'd quit. Yeah, if he quit. And then, you know, just showed that he doesn't, he doesn't need the job. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got Claire and he's got a heart of gold now, apparently. um, He's got a, a little mute boy to speak. <laughs> That's See, that side of it is quite dark. They only say he saw his father die. Mm-hmm. But the implication is and from what I read, his father was shot. He was murdered in front of him. Mm-hmm. So like the little little boy Tiny Tim surrogate sort of actually stopped talking because he saw the murder. He witnessed the murder of his father. Yeah.
0: Uh that's that's terrifying. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh and shout out to and... Alfrey Woodard, uh Tulsa's own yeah. Alfrey Woodard. Oh, she's from Tulsa. Yeah, she's from here nice. Mm, yeah. I like Alfred Woodard.
1: She's great. Kudos to her for taking a, a hit to the face because when the Ghost from Christmas Future, like mm-hmm. the, the guy from the actual show is in the elevator, Bill Murray reacts and lifts his arms up. But he accidentally hit Alfred Woodard in the face.
0: Yeah, apparently this was a very violent production.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he got his slip ripped as well by Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was quite violent. Uh, I'm starting to think that Richard Donner isn't really that good of a director. <laughs> <laughs> because The Goodies is a mess, directing Lies. And this is kind of a mess, directing Lies. I mean, there's some good stuff in here. I love the shot where he's sitting and there's screens behind him. And you see the Ghost of Christmas Future, like, going up through the screens. Mm-hmm. And then its arm comes out to grab him. I like all that stuff. And there's some good shots when he's standing outside and you see... Like, the red moon reflecting on the glass and stuff like that. There's some really good stuff there, but...
0: You know what really dates movies now? What? Square TVs. Yeah.
1: Square TVs and VCRs. (laughs) Yes, the VCRs.
0: Because watching it, I was like, is that supposed to be a good gift or a bad gift? Like, I finally realized, no, 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 it's a good gift. But, like, it's... That wasn't where my mind went at first. Yeah. VCR back in 88 was absolutely a good gift. Yeah, yeah, I just had to think about it for a second, you know, because it, it doesn't yeah. play as well now. It's <laughs> no, kind of it like um, in the movie uh, that no one seems to remember, the movie One Night at McCool's. Right. She's like, Liv Tyler's character is obsessed with getting a DVD player, but she calls it a DVD the whole time, which if we ever did that one. That would be my biggest problem is that she says a DVD instead of a DVD Mm -hmm. player. But anyway, she's like obsessed with it and that wouldn't work as well now. Same thing with uh, Fast and the Furious. Like Mm -hmm. one of the big things they're stealing from the trucks is DVD players. Yeah. Nowadays
1: it would be like, uh, the gift is going to be a towel or a year subscription to Disney Plus or something like that. It would be <laughs> well Paramount Plus. it would probably be Paramount Plus because th- this movie was made by Paramount. So I'm gonna have a drink and then I'll say my positive.
0: Okay. Oh shit! I have to have a positive. She added that last week. I forget sometimes. Sometimes I just flat out forget we have to have a positive. I know uh, it's yeah.
1: I would say it's part. Of, it's the part of the point of the show, but. The show's called What's the Problem? Yeah,
0: that's the thing is like It's I focus on the still
1: What's the Problem and the positive if you can think of one. Mm-hmm. Right. So my positive is it may be the most Danny Elfman score to ever be in a movie, but I <laughs> love the score to this movie. I love all the at la, 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 the start and stuff. And I love it when it becomes sort of well that is already creepy, the la la la's la, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um but then it starts to become sort of creepy and stuff and uh But it's a rare score to get hold of. It's very difficult to get hold of this. It was only like a few years ago they released like a thousand copies of it and that was it. Mm -hmm. uh, The entire score. And I love the end credits song too. Um, Put a little love in your heart by Annie Lennox Now Green which is a cover song, cover version of Jackie DeShannon's classic song, Put a little love in your heart. And it's a great song. And also, it's a song you can listen to outside the Christmas, because there's no
0: mention of Christmas or anything in it. All right. It's just about love. So, have you thought of a positive... Um. Yeah, I actually just, you know, Bill Murray's really good at playing an asshole. Like, I enjoy watching him play an asshole. Right. Like, that's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except, you want to do... You said if you did Ghostbusters,
1: one of your problems would be um, Peter Venkman's an asshole. <laughs>
0: Well, no, my problem is, like, I think specifically about that that first scene where he's doing the study, and the yeah. fact that, like, he's doing, it's not a, it's it's a bullshit study, it doesn't work, because, yeah. and only because he's using it to try to get laid. It's creepy. Yeah,
1: and he doesn't really get redemption for that.
0: And it's a, it's a bad first impression for me.
1: True. Fair enough.
0: That's my problem.
1: Okay, dokie.
0: So, yeah, Bill Murray... Yeah, see, he is
1: sort of over the top in this at parts, but he was told to do that. Mm -hmm. But he does, like, every now and then he'll get a chance to act. And I think he does quite well in this movie. Like, some of the the more sort of, like the stuff when he finds Herman. I mean, he's manic then, but he's, he he still, I mean, he cares, even though he shouldn't, because he doesn't know who this is. Um, but he, but when he's shouting at Herman, he's also shouting, he's actually shouting to himself because he says, you should have stayed with Claire. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think he's good. I actually do think he's, he's a little bit OTT at the beginning, but I do think he's good. And most of that speech at the end was improvised. Yeah. I I mean... That's you can tell sometimes when it's like he fumbles, like, lines, he fumbles words or something, but that, that I think that makes it more sort of relatable.
0: I had the closed captioning on. I don't... I'm generally not a fan of having the closed caption on, but Dylan and Xander both prefer that, and I've gotten to the point where I'm just sick of changing it every time I'm watching something. Yeah. So it was on, and um, I mean, I don't know, you know, I can't be sure exactly where they got the captions for it, but I'm assuming it's just the original script, because sometimes what you have... For the closed caption, what they use is just the script as written. No um, mm. one was watching The Big Bang Theory, and sometimes the jokes didn't line up because they changed the joke later. Right, but this one was so wrong. Like so much of it was so wrong. Like the oh really? It was still the same. Every line was. It still had kind of the same meaning. Like it all meant the same thing, but things were changed. And after reading about everything with, like, how they didn't stick to the script and stuff, it made me wonder if that's what they were using for the closed caption was the original script.
1: Well, sometimes in closed captioning, they do change words or shorten sentences and put alternative sentences that mean the same thing because of the speed that the speech is going. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if someone said a very long sentence, um, the closed captioning would be shorter. It was like... It would mean the same thing, but it would maybe put in a couple of different words or shortened words or whatever. Because they have to think about people reading them. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, people who are deaf, they have to actually think about them reading them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what they usually do is shorten. Because that's like the BBC has their own closed captioning service where it's someone typing. Mm -hmm. And they'll listen to the, the words and they'll type it up. Or like for live news, there's someone there typing it live. So mm-hmm. sometimes mistakes happen. At least in the UK, it's usually that, that that's how they do it. Because I remember watching this on TV years ago. And the part in, when he's in the coffin um, and he's on fire and he's shouting for his brother, he shouts Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But in the closed captions when I watched it as a kid, it's it said Debbie. Okay. <laughs> and I've no idea who Debbie is. But he doesn't call him Jimmy any other time in the movie so maybe that's where they got confused what's he shouting? I don't understand um he's not shouting James because that's his brother's name Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I watched the closed captions for this one and today and you could tell that it was written by a British person when Frank says to Elliot he has to have a shower because he's right Mm -hmm. um the subtitle said Rank and Rank is a British word um for, like, vile or disgusting yeah. or something. I mean, it's the same amount of letters as right. So they must have just uh, heard it wrong. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. But it definitely says right. I have notes. So do I. Right. My first note is this was Bill Murray's first starring role in four years. And mm-hmm. um, we took a little break. He had the cameo in Little Shop of Horrors in 1986. Bill Murray's brothers are in this. All of them. John Murray plays his brother, James. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray plays plays his dad, Um, and Joel Murray is a guest at James's party. So all of Bill Murray's brothers are in this movie.
0: That's nice.
1: Yeah. Give us some facts so it's not just me talking, Jen. Give us a little bit of trivia.
0: So something I've noticed, and I may have mentioned this before, I don't know, but something I've noticed in recent years is that, probably since 2016, is how often Trump gets mentioned in TV and movies... And it's, there was a period of time where like everything I watched that was old had some sort of reference. It's so annoying. And Trump Tower gets referenced in this movie. And I'm like, we just can't get away. And you know, we're going to be talking about him again when we talk about Home Alone 2. Like it's just, you just can't get away from him. And it's one of those things where it like makes you realize, I think it's easy to forget how famous he was before The Apprentice. And it's like, oh, he was like, he really was very, very famous.
1: Yeah, I th- I think we, when we do Home Alone two, we should just not mention them at all.
0: Oh, uh, you have to if you're talking about a pro- problems with a movie, you have to. Well, we spoke
1: about them a lot in the first Home Alone one that we did, so because <laughs> we didn't think we were going to do two, but we're going to do two, um, do two. Um, yeah, the reference to Trump Tower, but it's not like it's not a loving reference. To no, Trump it's, Tower not. Because... it's not <laughs> I that. I do enjoy yeah.
0: that. It's it's an insulting reference. Yeah, and. I pretty
1: much imagine that that was an ad lib mm-hmm. by Bill Murray. So yeah, um, the the ghost, the first ghost, uh, Buster Poindexter, um, or David Johansson, as he's known, uh, he says to Frank, he spend he spent the next fifteen years watching TV, and then Frank says the plots of TV shows, one of them is uh, the homecoming episode of Little House in the Prairie. Mm-hmm. That but that he says that as a memory of his life, right? As a child. Mm-hmm. But the homecoming episodes of Little House on the Prairie aired in nineteen seventy four. Okay.
0: Which
1: was which was when he was an adult, because the party that we see him at was nineteen sixty eight, mm-hmm. and he's an adult there. Although in nineteen sixty eight Frank would have been seventeen, so he's a seventeen year old working at this TV station. Mm-hmm. But so he doesn't spend fifteen years watching TV.
0: Because he's actually working then. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, the Little House and the Prairie episode was 1974, so. I don't think they expected anybody to do the math, I guess. Exactly.
1: We've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. It's like, they always like to put stuff in there and it's just like, oh, this will be a funny reference. But then, you know, they don't expect the internet to be a thing. And then mm-hmm. people like you and I just like nitpicking everything they say. <laughs> Mostly me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any other facts? Any other trivia? Something I've noticed with older movies, like, one of the ones I can think of is um, My Girl. When I was mm-hmm. a kid, um, I don't remember what I was watching, but somebody called something a crock or a crock of shit. And my mom had to, yeah. you know, explain to me what that meant. Mm-hmm. And that just went away. No one says crock anymore. But I feel like in the yeah. 80s and 90s, in the early 90s, there was a lot of, like, what a crock and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What What happened to the word? Yeah, they say it and uh...
1: Three men and a little lady as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the little girl says it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
1: she says, what a crock. Yeah. But they originally wanted her to say, what a crock of shit, but her parents wouldn't allow it. Mm-hmm. So they just, she just says, what a crock. Okay, then, Jen, explain it to me. I don't know what it means. I, I don't know. Crock of shit. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you learned what it was.
0: Um, I mean, my mom just said, like, I, I actually don't remember what she said. Now I'm Googling it. Right. I know that when they said crock, it was basically crock of shit. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The the definition says something considered to be to be complete nonsense. But like, yeah, but well, we know that. Where does what it does... come from? Yeah, exactly. What's crock? What's a crock? Let's see what uh, Urban Dictionary has to say. They don't say they don't say gator of shit. Yeah, I don't like. Is it supposed to be like a crockpot? I don't. Oh, maybe a crockpot. I don't know where it comes from. Um, and I'm not finding anything anywhere that says where it comes from.
1: Because a pot full of shit would be a lot of shit. Oh,
0: wait, here we go. Quora. Uh, oh, I could Quora. Yeah. Um, Today's episode is not sponsored by Quora. <laughs> I haven't been there for... I used to go to Quora all the time. Yeah, same. My favourite was when I asked for stories um, of beliefs people had heard that men had about periods... Right, That were ridiculous. That's the one time I posted on Quora, was I love hearing those stories about how terrible uh, education is that, like, men don't understand how things work. I know. Anyway, okay, so uh, the Roman Empire employed croc monitors who were assigned, each assigned to a philosopher, and it was their job to monitor the pot or croc. Okay, here, wait. Referred literally to a pot in which people would... Excrete if they were particularly bored by whichever freelance philosopher happened to be talking rubbish at the time. Okay. Okay. Uh, should the crock become full, it would be presented to the philosopher, who was obliged by law to announce that it bore a remarkable resemblance to himself, thus proclaiming he was full of crap. It was in fact talking a crock of shit. <laughs> uh, and then it has a quote: "I am." Talking a crock of shit, Socrates, four twenty nine BC. So it's a very old expression that just disappeared. Right, it's just disappeared. I'm going to bring it back. Yeah, we should we should say that. What crock? Just every now and then, just say. Oh, what? Crock? I'm going to I'm going to try to remember to bring it back. I like to say I'm going to bring things back and then I forget about it. But... Yeah,
1: I know. You, you have said that a few times on the podcast. And you never do. Yeah, I have a bad memory. Um, but then I, then I can't remember what it is you said, so I can't help. Um, my last. My last note is, no, I've got two notes left, but one is, Buddy absolutely says sea urchins. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say street urchins, he says sea urchins. And around the back, numerous times, he says sea urchins. So, yeah, he was wrong. And you can see a free South Africa poster mm-hmm. a couple of times in this. There's one in Gracie's house, and then there's a free Africa poster in the control room. Um, that's because Richard Donner was, uh, he was very anti-apartheid, which, you know, is is good. Yeah, And he, he even includes that in Lethal Weapon 2. It's like a main plot point in Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. I think that's all my notes.
0: I have one more note. That's all my notes. Yay! Go for it. I mean, if we're going to talk about things that are problematic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's have a little chat about Bill Murray. hmm So his uh, ex-wife accused him of hitting her. Yeah. And recently, a bunch of stories came out about him being a total dick on sets, like going back like 30 years. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like those stories have been around for a while, like stories of him being an asshole. And it's like, I forget, I read it somewhere, I forget who said it, but somebody who'd worked with him said, like, he's really good to the fans. He's just shitty to everybody else. And I think Mm -hmm. that because he jokes with fans, he, you know, like there's stories about him going up to people and like putting his hands over their eyes or whatever and then when they turn around and see it's him he's like no one will believe you like he does shit like that or like shows up to to people's wedding receptions randomly or yeah there's so many stories about him being great to fans i think that's helped overshadow the terrible stories that come out about him and it just like people love him and they talk about how great he is and i just constantly think but it seems like he's a big dick yeah at best he's a big dick at worst he's a woman beater
1: yeah uh, my favorite story is when he went walked into, it was a, like a student party or student get-together or something. And he just walked into the house and went into the kitchen and started doing the dishes. Yeah. And right then that.
0: walked back out again. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. They're charming stories. And I'm, look, yeah. I love anyone who's good to their fans um, because they mm. owe their career to their fans. But yeah. it, it it sounds like he's, actually a pretty shitty person yeah because you hear
1: stories about like in the set of charlie's angels and stuff like that and telling um, Lucy Liu that she can't act.
0: And I forget the specifics about it, but I know that Richard Dreyfuss wanted to murder him on the set of What About Bob? Like, I don't know if it was, like, mm-hmm. he was in character the whole time or what it was, but, like, yeah. he's, he seems like, the t- from the stories I hear, he seems like the type of person that, like, you know, there'll be somebody who's kind of, like, playfully an asshole, and then they go too far, and you're like, you need to stop, and then they just keep going. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's one of those guys. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, he does seem like a, a wanker. In real life. I should say wanker more. <laughs> I need I need to make a list of all the ways I need to change my vocabulary. Yeah. And uh, then just start. See see if I can. It'll be like fetch. Like, see if I can make fetch happen. Uh, but with, like, what a crock.
1: Or just say wanker quite often.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he does seem like an arsehole in real life. He, he, he
1: really does. And that's quite disheartening because I used to love Bill Murray mm-hmm. growing up. Like I, I like a lot of his movies, and I like him. I like a lot like his characters, uh, and just the way he is. Like I like his sort of humor, mm-hmm. but learning that he is a bit of a white stain to people like in real Steve. life, it's like
0: never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> That's charming. It's like
1: <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's just kind of just kind of disheartening, and yeah. But then you hear the stories that you know, about the fans, and say they say that they had a good time with him and everything, and, but
0: yeah. You know, it's so funny, people talk about, like, cancel culture and stuff, but there are some people that are, in cancel culture is a myth, it's consequence culture, but, like, there are some people who, who are so, like, beloved that they don't even get the fake cancel culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, even with these stories that have come out about him recently, I mean, nothing, like, and it was because he was fired from a movie from some sort of incident or something, mm-hmm. but, like, dude's not having a problem with the career. They haven't cut him out of the trailers for Ant-Man. No. You know, I mean? like he's st- if this isn't like when I forget what Matt Damon said, but Matt Damon said something that pissed people off and he got cut out of Ocean's eight. Right. But like, they're not going to cut Bill Murray out of Ant-Man. So he's going to be yeah. he's fine. And that's the thing is like, I have to mention the ones who are going to be fine. Cause it's like, let's not completely ignore this. I
1: knew picking a Bill Murray movie was a bad idea. Uh, I like
0: Bill Murray. Mar- <laughs> I mean, just... as an actor, I love him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just... he's done he's done some good stuff, but yeah, I mean, apparently
1: he he fell out with um, Harold Ramis on Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and they didn't speak for fucking years after that, and they were close. Yeah, they were like buds for years. Um, so that relationship got fucked when they were making Groundhog Day together, uh, and and I don't think they spoke. I don't even. I can't remember if they spoke when before Harold Dreamers died. I'm not sure. I think they've sort of patched things up. I think up. they I'm might have made sure. up
0: like not long before. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: so. Um. So anyway, I have an update, Jen, okay. on the our YouTube videos. Okay. Uh, last week we I went through the YouTube videos and I said I think Poison Ivy had like four uh no, twelve thousand. Views. Mm -hmm. I think I said twelve thousand, didn't I? -hmm. I think I did. Yeah. Um. And Peppy Longstocking had one thousand views. Mm -hmm. Well, in the past week, Poison Ivy now has fourteen thousand views, and Peppy Longstocking has one point six. That's weird. So, in a week, Poison Ivy has had around two thousand views. What's going on? (laughs)
0: I'm going to I the only thing I can think is that people are looking up like the cartoon or something and listening yeah, just but... to see what it like maybe they think we're talking about the cartoon like isn't there a, is there a new season hasn't there recently been a new season of that show
1: Oh a uh, Harley Quinn show
0: Oh yeah Harley Quinn sorry I was Yeah, I I'm confusing my my female DC characters but Poison Ivy's a character on the show though right Yeah no she's a harley quinn's girlfriend okay that's what i thought that's what i thought so you know maybe yeah that's all i can think of that's all i can think of
1: maybe but i mean i state in the the description
0: that it's an audio podcast Mm
1: -hmm. do you think people read the descriptions i know they don't and the thumbnail is clearly not poison ivy Mm -hmm. it's uh it's drew Barrymore. maybe i should change the thumbnail but then the thumbnail for peppy longstocking was the first one I changed the colour of because usually the like the thumbnails the border was black. I changed it to sort of like orange mm-hmm. because puppies are redhead, <laughs> and that's getting a lot of. And then the Christmas ones, all the borders are going to be red, because mm-hmm. um, I've made the borders up already. The the thumbnails up, I've done them already, because I was bored one day yesterday. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how these ones go. <laughs> Maybe it's just the uh, thumbnails that are just attracting people and. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't. But thank you. If you have one of these 14,000 viewers on YouTube, still thank listening. you very much. And still <laughs> listening. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: It's, you know, I don't understand the internet. It's kind of like, um, so Xander has been, he, he's wanted a YouTube channel forever. And Dylan always tells him he can't have one. Um, but his friend has one and he is in her videos sometimes like they they record little videos while they're um, like his face isn't there or anything, but they record while playing their games. All right. okay, yeah. And the, and he God, they were so excited when they had 10 subscribers. That's so cute. Like that's yeah, they and he's like impressed because a couple of them aren't are people they don't know. Um, like mm-hmm. it's, such little numbers are making him happy, which is good because I'm sure there's a lot of kids who get really pissed that they're not becoming famous off these things. Um, and yeah. yesterday he said something about his their Twitch stream. They started on Twitch and he's talking about mm-hmm. how many viewers they've got. And Dylan's like, oh, yeah, how many's a lot? And we're both thinking he's going to say like 10. And he said like 250. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And Dylan was shocked. He's like, you know, <laughs> the average like most people get zero. Most people get zero viewers on Twitch. And the idea that, like, Mm. 250 people are watching my child play a video game. Like, I don't understand that. I know. The Santa Claus, which we did
1: last week, Mm -hmm. but I uh, it was released on Friday there. I just looked up the views for that, and it's 180. Hmm. So 180 views in two days. Yeah. And that's the first one. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the thumbnail for it, but I've i've sort of blinged it up a little bit made it sort of Christmassy. so maybe changing the color
0: (laughs) is making people want to at least click on it we should talk about the thing you told me about tim allen all right okay because last week we were talking about how we couldn't like i wasn't sure about things he'd said that had gotten him in trouble like i couldn't remember anything specific and you you had something yeah oh i've got it i've got it here um right, okay. you said apparently last man standing got cancelled on abc because tim allen said on kimmel that being a republican in hollywood is like 1930s germany you got to be real careful around here you know you'll get beat up if you don't believe what everybody believes yeah that's bad that's
1: kind of is yeah i mean i just put it down to the fact that he's a comedian and uh, but saying 1930s germany is cannot kind of, yeah, get You know, comparing yourself, you hear a lot of Republicans compare themselves to, like, Holocaust survivors or some shit like that. It's like, that's fucking insane. Don't do that. Well, and
0: I think they think that because progressive people mention Nazis and stuff that it's okay to make the reference all the time, but, like, when, usually when we're talking about Nazis are making Hitler references it's because of people who actually like want people to die (laughs) you know like it's people who are actually like hate Jewish people or whatever like it's the compare in and we're comparing bad people to these things whereas like Republicans like to talk about like to compare themselves to Holocaust uh, victims and yeah uh, I don't think they understand what you can and can't get away with as far as making reference to the Holocaust yeah, or you can just go on Alex Jones' show with a balaclava over your head and just talk shite
1: like Kanye West did.
0: Yeah, I d- I don't even know what happened there. I I have I've managed to stay away from Kanye West news. <laughs> um, he likes Hitler.
1: Okay. He just he just admitted it. He likes Hitler. Even Alex
0: Jones is like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) hold on
1: a minute. No, I can't say that. When Alex Jones has
0: a problem with what you're saying and you're like on his show, that's not good. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, when we were moving, um, you know, we have like a ton of CDs and Dylan finally talked me into throwing a bunch out because he was like, I mean, you're not going to be able to sell them. No one cares about CDs anymore. And if it's not something you're going to listen to, like get rid of it. So I had some I was throwing away. Some I was keeping but putting in storage, and then some that I have out in, like, the couple storage places we have out, like, I have some CD Mm -hmm. shelves in my office and stuff. And it was really sad when I got to the Kanye West stuff. And I think we only have, like, his first four albums, but they're good. Right. (laughs) And I want to keep them, but then it's like, I don't want to have them out, like, I think I probably put them in the attic, um... Like, I don't think I could have brought myself to throw them away because I do like them. But it's like, it's, I'm just like, why do you have to suck? Mm-hmm. I like your, I like, I at least like the old music. Like, wh- why you got to put me in this position where I'm thinking about throwing out CDs that I really like? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a Kanye
1: West song, like, knowingly. I must have heard it at some point, or in something, but I've never, like, sat down and listened to any Kanye West stuff. It's not my kind of music. <laughs>
0: Dylan listened to his first album and made me listen to one of the songs because there was a Vanilla Sky reference in the song. <laughs> um, All right. And I really liked him, so I, I listened to him. Um, I, I do enjoy the older music. I mean, not that I haven't enjoyed some more recent stuff, too, although most of it has been when he guested on other people's things. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it, I mean, I guess it's like, I mean, not that Bill Murray is anywhere close to being as bad as Kanye but it's like the the Bill Murray thing like it oh it just hurts when it's someone you like well beating women if that's like well okay yeah you're right things. I was that thinking about the other stuff bad. I was thinking about the other stuff yeah at least yeah, Kanye has yeah, yeah. never been accused of hitting a woman as far as I know no but um no yeah I just but then
1: again Chris Brown's career's not too bad and you know Ugh.
0: <laughs> I
1: hate this world man
0: it's fucked
1: up Merry Christmas everyone
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people need to get visited by three ghosts, especially Kanye.
1: Yeah. Oh, he needs to get visited by someone, a, a, like a fucking psychiatrist or something. He need he needs, I don't know if, I don't know if he just needs help or if he, and you know, he, is he insane or is he just an arsehole?
0: Well, like somebody, one of my friends pointed out on Facebook today, it's like, yeah, you could blame his behavior on mental illness and it probably has a lot to do with some of the stuff he's doing but plenty of people have mental illness without saying hitler's awesome i know but it still could be part of yeah i mean it's still because when he was on alex jones like i said
1: they he covered his entire face and obviously there are people saying well that's not can you rest because like, you can't see his face so it's not him that said it but it was him um But I don't know why he did that, why he covered his face. It's just, there's something there. There's something not right with that man. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the anti-Semitism, he should get help. Yeah. Anyway, next week is Jen's pick. And hopefully we're going to not be as fucking depressing with a conversation. So next weekend, what have you picked?
0: All I Want for Christmas. All I Want for Christmas from 91? Something like that. Yeah. Little Thora yeah. Birch and Ethan Embry. Yeah. I believe when he was still Ethan Randall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite yeah. Christmas movies as a kid. One of mine too. Really?
1: Yeah. All right, I didn't know that. And I and I, and I and I was a teenager.
0: Okay. So,
1: but I've always had a soft spot for that movie. mm mm-hmm um so but interesting to see how
0: feel yeah when we started recording um i looked it up real quick to see if it was streaming and i was like god i hope it isn't and, and it is because i have it on dvd but i'm not sure if i mm. we only we didn't have as much room in our living room for dvds when we moved so yeah. much like the cds like a lot of them had to go up to the attic and a lot of them i kept out because there were some where i was like i normally wouldn't this wouldn't be my selection for keeping in the living room, but I know I'm probably mm-hmm. going to suggest it for the podcast. Like that's why, uh, right. Yeah. be long stocking is in our living room right now. Cause I knew I was going to pick it eventually. And I'm, I'm just like, was I smart enough to leave? All well, I want for Christmas out, but I guess it's not a problem. <laughs> Cause it's on Amazon prime.
1: All right. Yeah. It's, it's streaming here. Yeah. Um, anyway, all I want for Christmas, uh, with Leslie Nielsen, as santa
0: i forgot about that
1: and he would and he would star as santa again later on in a movie called santa who <laughs> where santa loses his memory
0: okay
1: that's all we have time for uh if you want to follow the podcast uh it's at shift as my personal twitter on twitter and a uh, drop the pilot pod uh as the the i'm getting confused <laughs> Uh, Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact at Shiftybench.co.uk is the email address. If you've met Bill Murray, let us know. <laughs> Where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm
0: at Pilot Inspectors on Elon Musk's Twitter. Excellent. So thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all
1: next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. At Elon Musk as a character, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs>